Welcome to the Sexy Biz Babe podcast. I'm your host, Tia Lin, a business empowerment coach and motivational speaker. This show is for the high achieving woman who wants it all. Each week, I walk you through how to own your power, generate consistent leads, attract clients, and close sales with ease and confidence. It's time to make money doing what you love. Let's dive in. It's time to stop settling for mediocrity. This episode, we talk about how to stop the pity party, show the fuck up, and be your authentic self, and go for it to build your dream life. We talk about anything from grief, dealing with depression, how to get out of it, and then how to be your fully expressed self and why it's so important. My special guest also shares how she got on and won The Bachelor. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be back on my podcast with Athena Voss, and she is the author of Fuck It. And funny story, I met her at an open mic in Hollywood, and I loved her skit, and I was just like, hey, I need to talk to her. And I was like, hey, let's connect. And went from there. She is also the winner of The Bachelor. What? Okay, so go ahead and introduce yourself. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Yes. Okay. So tell my audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm born and raised in New York and I was actually a school teacher. I got my degree in math and it was something that I was great at, still am. And my parents said, you got to get a, you got to get a degree in something serious because I always wanted to be an actress. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in movies and television. And they said, no, 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 no. You're going to go get a real job first and then you can pursue your dreams. So long story short, here I am in Hollywood pursuing my dreams. And I wrote a book exactly on that, how to let go of the past. Stop listening to what others tell you. You just be yourself, own yourself. And anything negative that happened to you is not actually negative. That was your blessing. I 1000% agree with you, but it must have been a journey to get there. So let's kind of touch on that. Okay. I am shocked. Okay. Math. <laughs> I love it. We got two blonde, quirky, silly girls, and you're a math major. Okay. So did you like math? Did you enjoy it? I'm a mathematician. Awesome. I was on the math team in high school. I'm no joking. And I was a cheerleader. So random weird fact that nobody knows. No way. I was a cheerleader too. (laughs) They didn't like me though. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't completely in the clique. I really wasn't. They put me in the back all the time. Yeah. And I'll never forget. There was one time where even the cheer coach, the captain who happens to be the guidance counselor, she's like, Athena's the only one smiling. If anybody doesn't smile again she's going in the front and we're gonna move her from the back oh my god and everybody went to the front because they were all smiling they didn't want me in the front they want to keep me in the back wow oh yeah i was one of those quirky like wink smile tongue out whatever i was one of those cheerleaders but i also (laughs) was weird and i was on the math team and i like science and math and i still like math so that's really cool so what was a real job Like, what did your mom consider a real job? Well, she told me to pick a good subject and something that I can pursue my dreams at the same time. So I was exploring different options. Uh, My mom was a detective in the police department. So I really enjoy crime and analyzing crime. So I thought, okay, I can be a decoy because that's kind of like acting. (laughs) I dress up and I get to catch the criminals. But then I looked into it and I'm like, I'm going to waste my life with half pay and the years are going to go by. I can't pursue my dream. I'm going to get caught up in this. So I didn't do it. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I could be a criminal attorney. I'm really good at talking and like catching people that are lying. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to be 40 years old. Don't have my dream. And I'm only focusing on this. So we Mm -hmm. came to the conclusion together. Like, okay, if I become a teacher, a school teacher, I could teach uh, during the day and then nights and weekends, I can go pursue my dreams. Mm. But the thing is, I get bored very easily with baby math, how I call it. You know, like I can't be teaching two plus two. I just can't do it. No. So instead, I taught college algebra, pre-trig, and I was on my way to becoming a professor. And then I realized, I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing with my life? Like, this is not what I wanted. My mom got deathly sick. Mm. terminally ill 
And I forgot I even had a dream. So I'm just taking care of her. I'm 21 years old, just graduated college, finally get my degree. Now two weeks into the school year, as I get my first job, she goes into a coma. Mm. So all I'm doing is taking care of her and the years and years and years just keep going by. And because I love so hard and I love my mom more than the whole world, mm-hmm. I basically stopped everything I was doing, stopped hanging out with friends and just took care of her. So when she finally passed, I said to myself, what am I doing? Yeah, I, have a, I had a dream. What am I doing still teaching? I had a dream. Mm-hmm. So in the book, I talk about going after your dreams and don't let the hardships get to you. Use it as encouragement to keep moving. Mm -hmm. And I talk about grief in the book, how to deal with the loss of a loved one and move on and create a legacy in honor of them. Wow, that's powerful. So anybody going through grief, this is a good way to start. Yeah, there's seven commandments in there because ain't nobody got time for 10. Oh, I like that. Awesome. So what is your book about? I can read it a little bit, but you tell us. Yeah. So it's basically, if you look at the back, there's a tombstone in the back. Mm -hmm. It says, rest in peace, old me. Because Mm -hmm. the goal is forget about your past traumas. Forget about the past heartaches that you've had and the breakups that you went through. Those were your greatest blessings. You needed those breakups to learn from it, grow from it, from it. And just become the person that you're supposed to be. And I believe that in life, there's levels and you need to graduate from each level in order to achieve the next level of success. 100% agree with that. I was just talking about this just a couple hours ago with, uh, we're not going to say names, but, (laughs) and we were talking about our relationships and we were both like, I wonder why we went through those or those were kind of toxic to lead to this one. And we agreed on the same thing. We're like, we needed to learn those lessons to get to where we're at. And it's almost like we chose, we need to learn these lessons. So what person is going to help us go through this shit, this discomfort to become the better version of yourself that can be at the level for a healthy relationship. So love that. 200%. (laughs) And how I wrote this book was very simple. Okay. Mm. I hated reading my whole life. Mm. Despised it. I never read a book in my life until two years ago. What? What? (laughs) Yeah. So I'll tell you why. Wait, but you went to college. So you, you include college books. You don't understand. What? (laughs) I did everything in my power not to read a damn book. What? Yeah. Like I would read spark notes, cliff notes, Anything I could get. I didn't even want to read the cliff notes. I hated it. I thought there was something wrong with me. But what I realized is it's not that I didn't like reading. Mm -hmm. I didn't read anything that I was actually interested in. Okay. And I don't like reading things that are in such large words and like it's boring. It's like putting me to sleep. I'm a fun person. I'm bubbly. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited, you know? So it wasn't until I was on The Bachelor where they removed everything from my life. Yeah. No phones. No interaction with human beings other than the girls that are in the house. You only leave the villa once a week. At that point, I'm begging for a book. Please (laughs) give me a book. So they finally let me have a book and I called my friend and I was like, well, I didn't really call her. I asked my, I asked the the production to call the friend because you're not allowed to make phone calls. So long story short, I end up reading 10 books in 21 days. Okay, awesome. What was your favorite? Which one was well, your favorite Well, they're all book? self-help books. Yes, 100%. But what I realized is that every self-help book is just a damn clone of every other self-help book. So I wanted to create my own version of it using my experiences and very short about me. Mm-hmm. Because the book's not about me. And that's what I don't like what most books do it they're always making it about the author Mm -hmm. it's like okay i don't want to read 20 pages of your life just tell me how to fix my life tell me Mm -hmm. and they're just motivating okay how do i get here how do i change my life all right you motivated me good job okay Mm -hmm. now give me the how yeah so in this book i give the how because i was a teacher come from a teacher background now i do a good job motivating you i think so myself (laughs) 
I agree. <laughs> and then there's exercises in the book that you get to write down. So that's why I chose the hardcover. Mm. So it's like a notebook. So for example, I just opened to one page. There's some people who go around life who are in their 40s who still don't know what they want. They're like, oh, I like this, I like that, but I don't know what I want. And people are just lost. Mm -hmm. So this book will show you how to get unstuck and no longer lost and find your path and why. So for example, I have you write, what, what's your ultimate goal? What's your why? Some people don't know that. Yeah. So prior to that, I give exercises how to ensure or how, how to come to the agreement with yourself of what you actually want. And I basically take all your ideas that are scattered in your brain mm -hmm. and I organize it with you in the book to helping you learn what you actually want out of your life. That is phenomenal yeah. and practical and it will actually help you get to your goal versus just reading a bunch of fucking yes. books and then not doing anything about it. So I love that. Yeah. And I will <laughs> tell the audience that one of the biggest things that changed my whole life was doing a course that walked me through this type of stuff and it completely transformed the rest of my life. Wow. Building a business and yes. doing my podcast and being myself and showing up authentically myself. So I love that. Thank and you. I, I didn't even know that you yeah. have the practicality in your book. So that's fabulous. Yes. And then, so there's also, okay, so here's a little section like in every commandment. So for example, this commandment is... Okay, I'm going to give you a little taste of the book. I've never done this, not even on my own podcast. Ooh. But this one says, F the naysayers. I love that. Right? Because there's always people in your life, mm -hmm. when you tell them your good news, they're like, mm. I imagine a bunch of balloons. Mm -hmm. And you come with all your little balloons and you want to tell them, oh my God, <laughs> I did this and I did this and look at my what I have in mind. And then they come and pop all your balloons like. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. And the people who do that in your life were actually the closest ones to you. Mm. So that's what happened to me. The people who were closest to me were the ones who were the most negative and didn't see my worth. They didn't see where I was going. They didn't see my vision. So I give a whole chapter encouraging you how to handle these naysayers, like the naysayer lover, mm. the lover who hates on you. You're, they're supposed to be your partner in crime, but mm -hmm. they're the ones telling you you can't do it. Uh, very true. Yeah, Very they're the true. ones who want to bring you down because they're jealous of you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a partner that does not support your dreams, I would check in with that. Oh, yeah. And there's a whole chapter on this, people. So you got to see it. You got to read it. The naysayer family member. Mm. There's people who are supposed to be your blood, your family, that's supposed to support you and love you and stand by you no matter what. But those are the exact people who are the reason why you're not successful. And it's usually their own projection of their own insecurities and fears and pushing them on you because they didn't have the guts to go for it. They didn't have the guts to pursue their fat passion or purpose. And so they're going to be shitting all over yours. So you just have to stay in your own lane. Yes. Mm -hmm. One of my family members, someone who's supposed to be very close to me, mm -hmm. said, it's just a dream. That's why it's called the dream. Oh. Give it up. Crushing. Uh, I'm very, yeah. I'm very grateful. Mom, my mom raised me to be just go for my dreams and to believe in myself and to trust myself. And I mean, it's definitely been a rocky journey because I'm a little idealistic. So I have huge, huge dreams. I'm a little yeah. Delulu. And then, you know, sometimes I sure fall flat, but I'm still going for it and I keep showing up and I keep doing it, but I'm so thankful for it. Because I didn't have a mom that was like, no, you have to do this. No, you have to be a doctor. So I've always been like, I can do this. I can show up. And she supported me. So I am grateful my mom paved that way for me. So You're so blessed. That's what this whole book is about, is going after your dreams. Don't let anybody stop you. There's no dream that's too big. If you can see it, you can have it. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. If you could feel it in your body. Like when you said that, I got chills. Me too. Like if you, oh, yes, Me too. Oh, I know. I know. Body. <laughs> it's like if you can visualize yourself being a millionaire, being a singer, being famous, you can have it. And that feeling is what drives you. Absolutely. Ooh. 
And the craziest thing for me mm-hmm. is when te- somebody tells me I can't do it, <laughs> watch me, baby. Watch me. So in the section where the naysayer lover, mm-hmm. my one of my, my ex-fiance literally sat me down. And at this point, I'm sleeping in a sleeping bag because I didn't even want to sleep next to him with my dog. So he's hovering over me standing while I'm in my sleeping bag with the dog next to me. And he's like, love, this is your acting career going nowhere. And this is your math career. Just stick to what you're good at. Let's face it, love. The chances are very slim to be a huge actress and a movie star. You don't have what it takes. Just stick to what you're good at. So this is the most recent ex? No, it's not. Okay. But right after that, okay. I get scouted to be on The Bachelor. Oh, okay. And then poof, I win the show. And it was that vibe, that energy. You felt it. You saw it. Okay, so you have to share because this is a great story. How the fuck did you get on The Bachelor? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It was the most random, random thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very romantic. Very Ooh. romantic. Like... I jump through hoops for my man. Basically, I'm a yes girl. Whatever my man wants, I'm going to do it for him, Mm -hmm. right? So when we broke up, I was so devastated. Even though I chose to do it, I was Mm -hmm. so devastated because, like, I thought we were going to get married and whatnot. So after that, I took a trip to L.A. for my first time, and I packed a little bag. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm not coming back to New York until I make it. I pack yes. my, yeah, I packed my little bag. I don't even want to come out of my hotel room because I'm so depressed mm-hmm. that I left, you know, the guy I'm supposed to marry. Mm-hmm. And my friend called me and she's like, Athena, you got to leave. You just got to leave your hotel room already. Just get out of there. Mm-hmm. The first time I left, I walked my dog on Rodeo Drive. Poof, I get scouted to be on The Bachelor. No way. Okay. Yeah. How? Like. Okay. I'm going to tell you exactly what, what happened. <laughs> You want to know, I'm going to tell you exactly, okay? So I'm walking my dog, Mm -hmm. and I'm with my friend, one of my very good friends. Her name is Athena also. What? (laughs) She's my best friend. (laughs) Lives in New York. She came out there with me. She's like, we got to go. We came out of here. So I was going to put my jacket on because I was cold. Mm -hmm. And we just, yeah. So she's like, Athena, you're not putting on your jacket. You're leaving your jacket off. It needs to be off. And I was like, but I'm freezing. She just snatched it from me. So I'm walking my dog. He's got a little sombrero because he's... Oh, ha- my God. Yeah, he's, he's Mexican and he likes to celebrate his heritage. He's half Greek, half Mexican. Cute. Yeah, he is. Okay. So then there's a guy with a microphone and a mm-hmm. camera, video, you know, he's in a suit. Mm-hmm. And I don't notice him till he stops me. And he just says, excuse me, you look important. What's your name? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my name is Athena. Oh, are you Greek? Like, of course I'm Greek. <laughs> and, he, and then he starts saying i'm greek too and i'm like you're greek too i'm like and then i speak in greek mm. which means yeah right another greek here on rodeo drive lies i don't believe it <laughs> and then he's like yes for real i'm the host of the bachelor of greece and i what? was like what no way i you know i don't believe anybody because i'm from new york you know i'm like this guy's full of shit was he lying to me or something yeah but then my friend in the corner, she's like all antsy. She's like, what? Oh my God. You know? And I'm like, uh-huh. well, why is she acting like this? Because I didn't really watch TV like that because I was in a time capsule taking care of my sick mom for so many years mm-hmm. that I didn't even watch TV. So I don't even know who this guy is. Sure enough, poof, I'm on the show within a week. A week? A week? Wow. Like, Athena, pack your bags. You're going to Greece. Wow. So what was the goal for you in that moment? First of all, you're like, uh, is this real? And yeah. then you find out it is. What's the goal for you? Oh, hands down, I thought it was a pure sign from my mom in heaven because I was so devastated that I left my fiance mm-hmm. that I thought I was going to be with. And a little backstory why I really think it's my mom. When my mom was dying in the hospital, one of the last conversations that we had was that she wanted me to find love and she wanted me to find my person. But mm-hmm. she knew that when she went, I wasn't going to have anyone. Yeah. So I met my ex-fiance right after my mom died within 40 days. Wow. So I really thought that she sent him to me and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that's why I held on to it for so long because I really thought my mom sent him. Mm-hmm. 
And then when it ended, I was like, oh my God, like I was torn. Yeah. But I knew that he wasn't for me. I knew that I, I had to leave. There were so many issues with that. But then when I left and then I, I get scouted on a show to find love. I'm like, oh my God, my mom came through again. Yeah. I know. I'm like, this is a sign. I'm like, you never know. And I'm not going to say no to, an, uh, to something that just randomly happens like that because I'm like, everything happens how it's meant to. And I'm going to, I always follow the universe, mm-hmm. always follow my heart. And I never say no to an opportunity because you don't know why that's there. You asked me to come on this podcast. Why would I say no? You were cool. You, you look good. You, <laughs> you were a vibe. And I'm like, why not? There must be yeah. a reason why I'm supposed to be here right now. Mm-hmm. And this was so random. You just texted me today. Hey, you want to do it today? I got a lot of stuff to do today. <laughs> but you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Say yes. I, I love that. That's how I live too. And yeah. that's the magic of the universe yes. is saying yes to things. Yes. When you feel good and it feels like, sure, why not? It feels yes. good. Ugh, the, so true. The number one piece of advice. I've met a lot of people who are higher up there in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and they all tell me the same thing just show up yep best piece of advice i've ever been given yep do those smaller gigs do yes. those smaller things say yes because you never know where you're gonna meet this person or this person and then whoa it worked yes you're uh, overnight you could have a completely different life your life can change within a day that's why yep. i motivated you in this book and again Going back to the naysayers stuff, the people who don't believe in you, like the naysayer boss. I talk about working for someone who doesn't appreciate you. Why are Mm. you still working for somebody so hard, killing yourself, when if you died within a week, they would replace you? Why? why? No, go build your own business, bro. Yep. And we put too much of our energy of like, oh, I feel bad if I quit or, oh, they can't live without me. No, they don't. No, they don't. They will get a new replacement overnight. They don't even care. And here's the thing. There's a lot of people out there who don't realize who the people are who are actually holding them back. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in that situation, you can't see it for yourself. Only people that are on the outside can see it. Or when you look back 10 years from now or five years from now, you finally see it clearly. So mm-hmm. I give an exercise in here. How to... Hold on. So I give an exercise here by hater. <laughs> how to tell who is an asset in your life. So it's a little chart. How to tell who's an asset, who makes you feel good, who is supposed to be in your life and who you're supposed to remove. And there's so many great exercises like that in this book just to find your path, find your true calling, eliminate whatever's holding you back. And I, it's a very simple read. Mm-hmm. I speak in my current voice, meaning... New York straight up attitude (laughs) and I school you getting your life back on track. Not like your best friend, Mm -hmm. like your motherfucking best friend, (laughs) not the one bailing you out in jail. The one who's sitting in the jail cell next to you. Yeah. That's how I talk to you. It's like, the fuck are you doing, bro? This person's treating you like shit. Leave. Get the fuck out now. You need a best friend like that. Yes. I have best friends like that. And they're like, you're doing your same bullshit patterns. You need to not do that. And I know the ones to call when they're going to call me out on my shit. And it does not always feel good. And it's not what you want to hear all the time. It, those are the friends that you need. Not the ones like, oh, pussyfooting around. Like, oh, I want to protect your feelings or I'm not going to bring this up. I'm sorry, but those aren't your true friends. Those are people going to keep you small and keep you in your same comfort and not grow. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Yep. And I have yep. no filter. I've been told that so much here in Los Angeles. They're, they're like, yeah. you're definitely not from LA. Like, you're so real. You're so genuine. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. That's yeah. what drew me to you. Oh, thank she you. She comes up on stage. So we went to this comedy show. It was just a open mic. I'm there watching my partner and he's like up on the stage. Wait, 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 no, I come in. And this comedian was like oh who invited the hot girls tonight (laughs) we were the only two girls (laughs) yeah and that's normal and then she goes up on stage and i heard your laughter (laughs) like i heard your laughter to everybody and i was like oh she's fun and then you went on stage and you were good you were hilarious and i was like 
she's funny. She's making all these comedians laugh. <laughs> and then I talked to her after. I was like, okay, I got to give her some props. She's Thank pretty. You. She's a little intimidating. But I was like, no. I always try and be like, what would I want? I would just go give her a shot. She's awesome. I'm going to give her some props. And I was like, hey, let's connect. And then she ended up going with me to the comedy show after. Yeah, you invited <laughs> me. And I'm like, man, I have some plans, but meh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Just say yes to things. And uh, that's where most of my miracles have been. It's just yes. saying yes to things. And uh, you were just so sweet, beautiful, charming, funny. You had so many good qualities that I'm like, how can I say no? Like, there's a reason why we met and you asked me to go to the second comedy club. I'm like, why not? Let's yeah, I was so glad you came and it was fun. <laughs> Thank you. And now you have a, oh, you met the other comedian and did the podcast with him. I know. And then, dude, see, you could, I just love yes. saying yes to things. And the crazier part is that I've never even thought about doing stand-up in my life. Yeah, that blew my mind. That was the first time I've ever done that in my life. I still don't understand you guys. She was really good. And she got even the comedians that aren't really listening usually. Stop it! To laugh. And I was like, oh shit, sweet. Thank you. She's good. So what made me want to do it is like a few reasons. I literally woke up that day and I was like, fuck it. Let me just go, go do stand-up. Why? Like, do okay. you watch comedians? I'll tell you, I don't. Okay. Oh, well. I actually don't. I don't. I've only been once in my life to a comedy club. What? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I, I'll elaborate. I'll elaborate. <laughs> okay. So basically, it's also kind of how I wrote my book. It all ties in. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. So I'm just talking my normal voice, my normal mm -hmm. attitude, you know, whatever, meet random people here and there. Mm -hmm. People just start laughing. Yes. They just think I'm funny. And yeah. it's just me being me. Mm -hmm. And when I was on the TV show, The Bachelor, I was just being me. People told me that I cured their depression because they wanted to laugh with me. Oh. I know. Like there's couples who called that said I healed their relationship and they said they would call it Athena couple therapy time. Oh my goodness. I know. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm pretty fucking funny. Yeah. And then they called me Lucille Ball. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Ooh. I'm referred to as the legend of comedy. What? This is awesome. But then not even then I decided to don't go do stand-up. I read a book on Steve Harvey. Okay. And when Steve Harvey said he started doing stand-up, and that's how he got his start, I was like, huh, maybe there's a little, like, something here with the comedy. Mm -hmm. And I also might mention that I did perform off-Broadway half my life doing comedy. Okay. But it was scripted. Script, okay. For me. Mm -hmm. Well, not for me, but, you know, they gave it to me. Here, do it. You Ooh, know? okay. <laughs> and... They always had me be the show opener. Awesome. Every show. And I'll never forget the, the director every time. I'm like, all right, Athena, you're up next. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> like, wow. That's a great way. <laughs> great. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. Honestly, I just give no fucks. Yep. You know, I lost them all a long time ago. I love that. How did you get there? This is a very okay. important qu question. Like, how did you stop giving a fuck? Did you ever give a fuck what people I, thought? I, okay. yeah, I did. Okay. I was so depressed. I was so depressed. I wanted to die. I'm sorry. It when was, was terrible. This? Yeah. How long ago? Okay. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I'll tell Ms. you everything. <laughs> you know, Miss Swan, you know, Miss Swan from Mad TV. Yes. No one knows. No, okay. I I okay. Miss Swan from Mad TV. Okay, you know, I, I tell you everything, okay, yes. you know? He, he look <laughs> like a man. <laughs> I do remember her. I love Mad TV. No one watched it. You fuck me? Yes! I yes. you. Oh, well, that's Wait. Austin Powers. Oh, I did, just, I did just go to an Austin Powers party. <laughs> fuck me? Fuck you. There we go. <laughs> you talk to my, your mother with that mouth? Yes. No, no. Sorry. Okay. No, I don't. Back on topic. <laughs> So it all ties into how I wrote the book where like I would accidentally motivate people mm -hmm. just by accident. Mm -hmm. I'd meet somebody in Starbucks. I'd meet somebody at the mall. I'd meet somebody and then i just give them encouragement. Uh, for example, one day a lady, she's, uh, she missed her plane and she's freaking the fuck out. And I, and I was waiting online mm -hmm. and I just, I didn't even know her. I just met her. And I was like, hey, listen. 
And I'm like, you weren't meant to be on that plane. You trust it. You weren't meant to do that. Mm. This is your blessing to go back home for some reason. Mm. She gets a tear in her eye. Mm. Thank you so much. I've made men cry that sat next to me on the plane by having a heart-to-heart, a one-on-one with them. And I'm like, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And I just, I don't mean it. And I have no filter. So like I say what's on my mind Mm. and I say the raw truth, how I see it, I just call it. And people tell me that I've changed their life within minutes of meeting them. Mm. So I'm like, how can I spread this message to the world? I'm going to put it in a book. Mm. So all those occurrences and experiences that I've had, I basically put it into the book so I can now encourage other people. Love that. Yeah. And when did you care about what people thought? Like, what did it do to you? Oh, my God. I was how old were you? Yes. When this, like, clicked. So... I was a slave to what other people thought of me, mm-hmm. a pure slave. Mm-hmm. Prior to college, I never gave a fuck. Mm-hmm. I was happy. I was content because everything was, you know, going good in my life. I was getting good grades. I was studying. My mom was healthy. I had my family and everything was good. Mm-hmm. And I dressed how I wanted. I wore my heels. Everybody loved me for being, being me. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, after college is when I was released to the real world. My mom gets deathly sick. She's in a coma. I'm always in the hospitals. Now I'm playing the victim, which is what I talk about in the book. So when you play the victim, all that negative energy comes to you. Because I'm like, why me? Why me? Why does this keep happening? Mm -hmm. Why this? Why that? And then more and more and more bad things keep happening. And you know, my laugh is bubbly. Everyone loves my laugh. Mm -hmm. I got ridiculed for my laugh during that time. In college, everyone loved it. Now all the negative energy is coming to me. Now I'm meeting all people who hate the laugh. And they said, I'm ruining their ambiance to take it, take it away right away. Like someone came up to my dinner table. I was celebrating my mom's one year coming out of a coma. Mm. And I took her to Cancun, Mexico to celebrate her life and every treasure every day that we have left together. Mm. And we were celebrating in Mexico and it was like a 5 p.m. dinner. There was no one in there except for me my mom, and then one other table, mind you, across the room. Across the room. For the first time in a year since she got out of the coma, I was laughing. Mm. At that very moment, a guy came up to my table, and he's like, your laughter is ruining the ambiance. Could you take it to your room immediately? What? Okay, so in that moment, like, I know what you would say now, but what did you say then? Okay, in that moment... I hysterically was crying that I couldn't even gather myself to get up. Wow. Because it was horrible. Why do you think it was? Was it because you were at a lower vibration? Of course. Like you couldn't stand up for yourself at that point? I, I let all negative situations and energies attack me mm-hmm. i let it happen mm-hmm. because it's up to you to stand up for yourself and not accept it you can either choose the negative Or break away from and say, I will not accept this. Mm. So things like that Mm. started happening more and more and more and more over the course of seven plus years to the fact where I stopped dressing like this. This is me. I wore sweatpants every day. I stopped wearing makeup. I used to have really long hair. I put, I would hide my hair and put it in a bun so no one can see my thick, beautiful, luscious hair. I'm like, I don't want them to hate on me because they would hate that. Mm-hmm. I would stop wearing makeup so not, I don't look pretty anymore because people were starting, were calling me prima donna. Oh, prima donna, who do you think you are? I don't even know you. Why are you talking to me like this? And I was so basic. I, I had no makeup at the time, and like, but I was wearing a cute dress mm-hmm. and I was always getting ridiculed for me being me. So yeah, I started now gaining weight. I started eating McDonald's. I started eating um, pizza, Papa John's every night. More and more and more every night. The more someone depressed me, the more I started eating. My face was full of acne that I had to go on Accutane. So I lost myself completely. I didn't even know who I was anymore. I never laughed anymore. That's not me. Mm -mm. So I came to the realization after my mom died. When I saw my mom dying before my eyes and suffering, I'm like, there's no way in hell I will ever let anyone mistreat me ever again. 
from this moment, I will only allow good, kind people into my life that love me and appreciate me for who I am. I love that. From that moment, I've only had good people come into my life. And everyone who was bad, who tried to enter, they were like automatically repelled and dismissed mm-hmm. without me even doing anything. It's the energy. Yes. Don't you agree? <gasps> Unfortunately, when you're going down that, that spiral, it, it keeps going. The negative attracts negative. The negative attracts negative, And then you just go down the spiral. It's really hard sometimes to not get lost in that. And you have to do things sometimes when you don't want to do them to start picking yourself up to get that better energy and to hold your power. There, there is a thing that I believe, and you probably believe this too, is that there's a certain energy that attracts people to talk down on you. There's a certain energy that attracts those people to even they can feel that you will accept it. And then when you raise your bar and you raise your energy and your confidence, people don't give me shit. Nobody would come up to you these days and be like, turn that laugh down. Never. Because they would would feel your energy and your power and your confidence. They know that they would probably be laughed at and shunned. Maybe even kicked out of the restaurant. We don't know. (laughs) Oh, well, now I don't give no fucks. None. None. It's like, you don't like me? Fuck you and fuck you and fuck you too. And your little dog too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I like dogs. (laughs) Yeah, I like dogs too. (laughs) But no, 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 no. That's what I talk about in the book. Do not let anybody get you down. I teach you confidence in this Mm -hmm. book because if you have the confidence to believe in yourself, then no one can break you down. So I'm teaching you to build your confidence through all these little tips and tricks and all the guides from that moment, you become unbreakable, untouchable. And, you know, sometimes things, you know, can hurt me, whatever, but I don't let it get to me mm-hmm. like it used to get to me. And uh, a big part of that is, do you pay my bills, bro? Who are you? Who are you? I'm going to stop my life and stop doing what I want to do because of you. Who are you to me? Who are you? Like the negative comments, I get mostly nice comments. There's very, sm- I would say like 1% is negative, yeah. which is very good. Way good. But still, like, let, for example, I had a video with 2,000 comments uh, this week. Uh, one, I was talking about grieving and the loss of my mom. 1.5 million views, 2,000 comments, like 5,000 uh, sends and like a lot. Mm-hmm. And out of all that traction, maybe 10 negative comments, mm-hmm. which is really good. That's insane. It's really good. Insane. And at first, like when I read it, I'm like, what the fuck is this person talking about? And I get a little annoyed. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, who are you? Who are you? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're all going to die one day. Why are we so worried about what somebody else thinks about us? Who are you? Are you God? Who are you? Are you the magician that's going to come drop a million dollars into my lap? And if I don't obey by what you want, <laughs> it's going to go away? No. Mm-hmm. So fuck you and your stupid opinions. And they're just adding more comments to help your algorithm. That's I know. how I look at it. I'm like... Yeah, you call me out. You say names to me. Thanks for giving me some more comments. I appreciate it. Why don't you share it with your friends and make fun of me? (laughs) The only people that actually matter are the people who are closest to you. And you must only keep people who really love you, who really encourage you and want to lift you up. And those are the only people who matter in your life. Everyone else is just, you know... Like noise in the background. It really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And those negative comments, I leave them for examples of what not to do. Don't be a neat, nasty human. Mm-hmm. If you don't like something, why you got to comment? You obviously have nothing good going on in your life if you're actually taking your valuable time to write a mean message. Like in my mind, do you know what I see when I read a negative comment? Yeah, they're going Damn. out to hate on other people because they don't have a life. Exactly. <laughs> I just see like the nastiest angry face and like like little claws and hooks yeah. in the background. Like yeah. little devil ears. And they usually don't have any profile picture. I know. And it's usually just a projection of their own insecurities. Yeah. And it's pathetic. I just kind of laugh and I'm honestly like, I feel sorry for you that yes. you have that side of a life that you have to go out of your way to be mean to other people. Well, I'm going to tell you what I do when I don't like something. Okay, let's hear it. Because here's the thing. You're not going to please everyone in your life, right? Why do we all wear different clothes? Why are there different stores for clothes? There's one person who's going to like Walmart, and there's the next person who's going to like Target. 
right? Mm-hmm. There's different styles. There's dresses. There's pants. There's baggy clothes. There's tight clothes. Mm-hmm. One size doesn't fit all. You got to choose what you want. So if you see content that you don't like, it's like going shopping. Are you going to look at the dress and yell at the dress? Be like, I hate that dress. <laughs> no, you're going to walk along and find the store that you like. Exactly. Why are you wasting your energy? Mm-hmm. Why? Just move along. So that's what I do. I don't like something. I move along. I don't thumbs down. Yeah. It's so stupid. I love it. I love it. And I it's love comical. your little voices. And I do weird voices. I do weird noises. Noises is the thing stop. that people are like, why, what, are you, what are you doing? And then my friends start doing it and they're like, stop. Why are you making <laughs> make noises? They're just weird. So I love it. And it kind of reminds me of like when I was younger and I'm like, oh, maybe I haven't been accessing that as much as I need to. (laughs) My God. So when you were really struggling and then you started to claim yourself again, what was your first step? Like, did you just completely shift overnight or did you take little steps and then it started compounding? Okay. That's a really good question. So it, when my mom died is when I, after she died, but I wasn't specific. So it was a few years after she died okay. that, that I sense. decided I no longer will accept this. Mm-hmm. And what actually really helped me was being on The Bachelor. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. So when I was on The Bachelor, I was filming for six months. I was forced not to work mm-hmm. and to live in my own thoughts mm. for six months. Now, mind you, every day that goes by... You don't go on the date with The Bachelor. You only leave the house once a week. So, oh. So what do you think's going on? Oh, shit. You're hanging out with those girls like six out of the seven days of the week. But this is why I, I was able to maintain who I am and, who, and to find myself again because I was lost. Mm-hmm. How I found myself was when every other girl is hanging out with the other girls and they're all mm-hmm. bitching and fighting all day. Oh. I would go all the way down to the pool area, mm-hmm. which you're not allowed to go in during the week. So don't think it's all fun and games, you know? Shit. Yeah. But you're not allowed to... Re- you're basically waiting all day for the girl who went on a date to come back to and the to house. to talk to them. To talk about it. So you're now waiting 15 plus hours. Ah. And you can't lay down. You can't mess you up can't your hair. You can't lay You can't mess up your hair and makeup. You can't, you can't go to sleep. You can't do any of that. You can't take off your microphone. It's 24-7. So while everyone's bitching and complaining Mm -hmm. and getting into arguments with everyone else, I isolate myself and I find myself again. Wow. Because I did specific steps and action steps to do it. And the thing is, because I was alone, I couldn't research how to help myself. Mm -hmm. I was stuck alone. Mm -hmm. I had no friends to talk to. Mm -hmm. I didn't have my mom to talk to. She's in heaven. I don't have anybody to talk to. So I just started creating ways in my mind. How can I help myself? What can I do to be okay? So I say everything that I did in my book. I love that. Yeah. And it just came to me. Mm-hmm. And it's the strangest thing. Like one day I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel compelled to draw. Ooh. I haven't drawn since I was a baby in like <laughs> kindergarten. I was good. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I was just compelled to draw. Mm-hmm. And what really helped me is I, I have it in the book, what I drew. Oh. I put it, I put my whole soul in here. I gave my most vulnerable things in here. And I did not hold back. Even if I don't sell a lot of copies, I'm like, I'm not holding back because I know that it, this is going to help someone. Yeah, even just one person. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I drew my life currently and how I was feeling. And then I drew what I wanted out of my life. And the drawing that I made was so sad. So sad. And you don't realize it's a sad drawing until you look back at it like, what did I just draw? Like, oh my God. I'm miserable. Mm. But you don't even know you're miserable until you put down on paper a drawing and see what you drew. So I put that drawing in here. I put multiple drawings in here. Mm-hmm. I put three different drawings. 
how to see. And then what do you want out of your life? And then you match the drawings. Is, okay. is this, is this what I want? Do mm-hmm. I have what, am I happy? Cause sometimes you don't even know if you're happy. You think you're happy in a relationship and you convince yourself you're happy. You think you, and you're not. Yeah. So it's all the tools. Everything's written in here. And there's just so many things that I did that really helped me. I'll give you like another quick example. Waking up in the morning with gratitude. 100%. It was so difficult being on this show because I had to deal with so many negative girls on the show. Constantly. All the time. 24-7. With Voice. Neg- oh. Yeah. Bickering. Yeah. I could. I can't even imagine. Yes. And, you know, I'm not going to say like it was all peaches and cream the whole time. You know, yeah. it wasn't. But how I, how I was able to maintain me and my laughing and my bubbly side and, and not lose myself is that every morning I would wake up with my gratitude and I would say, thank you so much for waking me up today. Yeah. I am so grateful that I get to breathe this air and that I am alive today because there's people who don't even wake up. There's people who do wake up and they have a trach in their throat and they cannot even breathe on their own. That was my mom. So I felt so lucky that I was even alive. Yeah, every day. And it it just fabulous. Yes, it it helped me. And did you make any connections or friendships with the girls, or did you mostly kind of like isolate to keep yourself happy? So I did isolate to keep myself happy, but there was a few girls who I did like, Mm -hmm. um, and we did get along. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some girls I loved very much. Like there was one one. Two, two girls that I love very much, one closer than the other. And um, like she would sleep in the bottom bunk because we're in bunk beds. Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. I've never shared a room. <laughs> oh, I man. can't imagine being bunk beds with yeah. girls that are, you know, competing for the same man. And I, that sounds really difficult. It was really hard. But yeah, we would look down at each other and she'd look up and I'd look down and I'd be like, Elena. yeah do you keep in contact with them still or is that just no honestly i barely talk to anyone these days it's so difficult for me to pull myself from all the things that i'm doing and it's not personal i'm just so focused and driven in what i want that i i do need to take more time out and reach out i try the best i can but it's so hard to maintain so many relationships mm-hmm. simultaneously. Yeah. Pick a couple that yeah. help add to your life and focus on maybe just those. Even just one person might be good. Oh, yeah. But yeah. that's that's okay. You, I got that from you. Like, I could feel it. I, really? Yeah, I knew. I was like, she is hyper-focused. Like, go her. Like, fucking yeah. fabulous like i could feel the energy wow yeah and i've been in that type of energy yeah so i understood like where you just kind of like you're in your own lane you got that mode go with it we all have cycles in our life follow that cycle follow that drive because there's going to be a different time where you want to focus more on relationships or or relaxing follow that vibe and then it just like saying yes to things it flows and not being critical in what you should do or what you shouldn't do. Like, follow that. Feel that energy and just fucking do it. Exactly. So I, I fucking props to you. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I was in that zone right now. But I'm like, no, I'm, I'm in a different mode. You're exactly where you need yeah, to be. Yeah, exactly. And I need to keep following that mode. And now I'm getting more amped up and excited about my podcast, connecting with you, saying yes to things. So... I'm super excited about that. But I do have one question about The Bachelor. Tell so, me. Why do you think you won? Oh, easy. I was the most positive person there. And we fell in love. I love that. Yeah. Like yeah. the other girls that fell in love. I don't really believe that they fell in love. I'm sorry. I don't believe you. I love that. Do you think they were faking it? Do you think yeah. they were just, or maybe I, not being themselves? I called them out. I yeah. called them out on an episode. Because I don't like bullshit. Yeah. I don't like it. It's like, I actually love the guy. I actually want to be with this guy. There's no fucking way that you're going to win. So like, I was doing everything in my power to express how I felt. And Uh look, I fucking love you. 
For real, I really love you. I'm telling you, man. I would go to the production every day and I'd be like, I want to show him I love him. I'm like, I want to take him on a date. Can you let me take him on a date for a while? Like, that's the bachelorette. (laughs) That's the wrong show. And I was like, fine. Then let me at least cook for him. Can you please bring me a big leg of lamb and potatoes so I can peel it and cook for him? Please. Because, you know, Greek women, we show you our love by cooking for the man. Like, and big meals. Like, Mm -hmm. big ones. Nothing small. Yeah, lamb. Sounds great. And potatoes. Fucking phenomenal. Yes, I'm telling you. No little broccoli and asparagus Uh for my man. Yeah, and you wouldn't fake it. I feel like these shows, women have a goal and they want to be popular. They want to have a husband. So they're going to maybe change their personality to get there or change and not speak up for themselves or, you know, be that people pleaser energy. And that actually doesn't get you the guy because you can feel it. I know. Mm -hmm. I called them out. There was an episode Mm -hmm. where I blew up at that. I was like, you're Ah. full of shit. I'm like, forget about it. It yeah. was a, it was the 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 one episode where I got mad. Yeah. Because at this point, there's like a couple more mm-hmm. filming days left, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm calling you on your shit. Yeah. What was it? Oh, it's a long story, <laughs> okay. man. It's a long story. We don't got time. <laughs> that is no- okay. That's okay. Another podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying. I love that. Okay. Before we end, why did that end? Oh man. He lives all the way in Greece. Yeah. I live all the way in America. It just, we didn't see eye to eye mm-hmm. and it, we just had to part ways. Yeah. Is it heartbreaking? Are you over it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it, I was devastated after. Mm-hmm. And I also realized, okay, my next blessing is up ahead. Yeah. I have to close this door mm-hmm. so the next one can open. Love that. Fabulous. Well, is there anything else you want to share with our viewers? And where can they find you? Yeah, sure. So you can find me at I am Athena Voss on Instagram and all platforms. And you can purchase my book at Barnes and Nobles and Amazon. Ooh, fabulous. Even in the stores. Yes. I love that. And I'm going to check it out because I love the journal prompts and it sounds fabulous. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. If this episode spoke to you and you're like, I want that confidence, I want to feel more free and fully expressed and confident and being my true self, then reach out to me. I would love to work with you. Check the links in the bio for freebies, courses, and workshops. And if you really want to take it to that next level in a short amount of time with one-on-one support and somebody to challenge you to grow, then reach out to me to work one-on-one. I Cannot wait to call in my next level clients. And if you're feeling that excitement and that pull, listen to that intuition. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, review, and share with your fellow biz babes. I'd love to hear your thoughts, takeaways, and questions. So leave me a review on iTunes. And until next time, I'll see you at the top. It's up to you to level up.